I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily. Ooh, I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me. Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hey everyone, Kristen Sinanta Walker here, and we are back with Martha Jaknowski. Martha, what are we talking about today? <laughs> oh boy, that's that's really great, Kristen. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, you know, we had talked about, you know, okay, what are we going to talk about on the next show? Mm-hmm. And you had said to me on more than one occasion that the best shows that you do are the ones that don't get planned out. Right. And myself, being someone who is a planner and, uh, uh, you know, who likes to kind of know what the scenery is coming up, <laughs> I found that a little intimidating, actually. But you know what? We're going to go for it today. Awesome. And I, you know, the only thing that I had on my mind, see, here's that old planner coming out again. Um, you know, given the fact that that we just did two very, very heavy shows, uh, you know, talking about uh, the death of my son and, and my journey through it. Um, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things and, you know, maybe we can just kind of uh, spiral out of control from there. And <laughs> Controlled chaos is always good because isn't that the universe that we live in anyway? Well, it really, really is. And, you know, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned on my spiritual journey <laughs> is to expect the unexpected. Yeah. And, um, you know, in my former profession as a registered nurse, uh, that's, that's a no go. Uh, you have to be in control of every moment that you're breathing because if you're not, someone could get seriously hurt or worse. Right. right. So I'm accustomed to doing that, thinking ahead five steps. Right. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to, because I don't do that anymore, uh, for a living. I'm learning to, uh, you know, surrender to that um, great unknown. And, and, you know, I've been around a long time and I understand how it works and really it's the best way to go. 
So I'm, I'm willing, Kristen, I'm willing. And (laughs) it's not like I don't think I, it's not like I don't think planning is important and it isn't like I don't uh, plan. I absolutely do. There's a master plan involved in, in everything I do. I just um, plan it out uh, differently than, you know, than maybe some other people. That's all. And it works well for you, doesn't it? Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> if I was an architect okay. or, you yeah. know, a widget making master or what, you know, I would have to follow the, these directions on how to build this thing, right? In sure. order to do that, sure. I'd have to do that. But uh, with yeah. what I do... Um, in terms of the being on the air part, um, since the show is really about the human experience, that's a kaleidoscope of many things. So for me, like, I don't necessarily feel like I need to plan out the content of a show uh, because right. we're just sharing about what's for real today in this moment. Well, I think that's a great plan. And, you know, this is a very creative thing that, that you're doing. And, you know, I'm jumping on board with it. And <laughs> I'm learning how to be creative in a new and different way. Right. And I'm all about that. I, I love that. And it's, it's also helping me to let go of some of those old habits uh, that are so ingrained uh you know, for, for many different reasons, not just my career, but, uh, you know, feeling that you need to be behind the wheel all the time and very vigilant. It's really bad for the nervous system. It can be, yes. You know, and, uh, you know, I try to teach my clients uh, to look at life and things that come up in their lives from a different perspective. Because this is where this is where you're going to find new things to think about and new ways of doing things that you may not have thought of before. And there's a lot of freedom in that. And, you know, because you're not making a commitment necessarily to do anything or change anything. You're just deciding that you're going to sit back and, and show say, up. gee, what if this is true? Right. And and then explore that. And it's a very liberating kind of a thing. So, um, you know, this is uh, a new uh, enterprise for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm sure that as we move forward, it will become much easier for me to just sit down with you on the radio and say, okay, we're going to wing it today, Kristen, let's go. <laughs> and we don't always have to wing it either. Um, you know, but what I, what I want listeners to know too, is this is what fascinates me about you, Martha. Um, I asked you one day, so when I come in for a session and, you know, we, we talk first so that you get a feel mm-hmm. of what's going on. And then I, at some point, I'm guided to get on the table and then you do your work and, and which already started with us talking, but you do, you know, the, the different part of that work. And then we, I get off the massage table and then we talk again. And I asked you, so do you write out when you start the, the part about I'm laying on the table and you do that guided meditation in the beginning, which instantly makes me go, 
to <laughs> visit other planets or whatever it is I'm doing that's amazing and this amazing healing happens. So I asked you, do you write those out and like memorize those meditations before you do them? And you said, no, I just do whatever I am told I should be doing. Um, right. You're winging it. So I'm like, oh, well, that's podcasting the way that I do it anyway. So it's not any different than how you do those meditations. Well, that is a, a wonderful point that you've uh, that you've brought up, and it's reminding me of how I actually do my work. Um, you know, my work is not uh, something that you can really plan out. Uh, right. Yes, you have to learn the steps. You need to understand how energy works. You need to understand something about. Uh, human psychology and and trauma and grief and all of that and and it certainly helps helps that that I do have a medical background and I did yes. work with uh, psych patients for a while uh, but I I've also come to understand and fully trust the fact that when I am with a client that client is the center of my universe at that moment. And that I am absolutely guided for providing, I'm guided to provide whatever it is they need that I may not be able to see with my senses. Mm. And and I have never once had an issue doing my job that way. It's always been very helpful for my clients and helpful for me. Right. So... Um, you know, that is, that is where I'm comfortable. That is, um, you know, I can do that anytime, day or night and, and just feel very competent and comfortable doing it. Getting on the radio, however, <laughs> is, <laughs> it's a little bit of a different story. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to apply that principle to what I'm doing with you right now. <laughs> And and we're getting there, my friend. We are getting there. That is a promise. <laughs> and there's no uh, grade. That's the greatest thing. Uh, there's no grade on this. There's no should. Um, there's no whatever. So that's the great part about this. And that's where I, I knew that this would be fantastic for you. Um, because of how you do your meditations and, and the, the comfort level at doing this will come over time because my first year of doing podcasts, I was absolutely horrible. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'd agree with you. You know, that's a subjective judgment on your part. I think that you, I think you did great, but I understand that, you know, you put yourself under the microscope and look at every single atom that is out of sorts in your mm -hmm. in your vision and and you know and then you set about trying to right the ship but um you know we the nice thing about this i think is that is that people can listen to this and go wow they really are human and they yes. screw up and they do stupid things and say stupid things and and yet make total sense and people mm -hmm. can identify with that. Yeah. And I love that, you know, because we're all just folks here. That's right. And, we're just having this you know, human experience. Exactly. And, you know, part of the human experience in my 
uh, uh, learning has been that you are here to make mistakes. Yes. And that you, you know, that's an important, probably one of the most important things to know about your life is that you are to, you're here to make mistakes. And we learn from, if we're paying attention, we're, we can learn from those things. And, and yeah. so, you know, I'm just laying myself out there, folks. That's all there is to it. And it's okay. I was just thinking when I was driving um, in, I went to my appointment with my psychologist that I see every Wednesday. And so I was driving home to come and do this and I was in the car and now I understand why I had the thoughts that I had um, because I was supposed to, I see that's where the planning, the planning was coming in then. I just didn't know it was for this show. Now I do. That's, that's how I plan. Um, so I was thinking about Barbara Streisand, who I grew up listening to her music. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, folks, that's me leaving my cell phone on during a podcast. Bad, bad, bad. I just turned it off. Um, I was thinking about her because she just got slammed in the press for saying some off the cuff things about the two young men that came forward regarding sexual abuse. Um, or I guess I'm supposed to say alleged sexual abuse um, on them perpetrated allegedly by Michael Jackson, right? Right, right. And I was thinking about that, and I remember somebody that's on our network tweeted about it and was very upset about it, and I get it. I totally, totally get it. I'm not putting that down at all. And my response back was, gosh, I hope she either was misquoted or that she comes back and and reframes what she said and says it differently mm-hmm. because a she's a human being how many times yeah. have any one of us said the wrong thing at the wrong time but we're in oh, such yes. a, we're in such a society such a triggered emotionally inflamed society and we have so much access to talk about our stuff in front of people because of social media and podcasts and, you know, all of these things that you you have an instant reaction from people yeah. to something that you said that was not well thought out or it was misquoted or whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like you're hated. And that's yeah. like the, that's like the period at the end of the sentence for that person forever because of this one thing that they said. And it's like, that's not what the human experience is about. Like we're, we're getting better about that. We're getting better about it, but um, people evolve. People do change. They do grow. I mean, most of them anyway, (laughs) or some of them do it very, very slowly um, than others, much lower than others. But, you know, then she came out and she said, said, I am so sorry about the way that I said that. That is not what I meant. You know, she made a statement about it. And I thought, I hope that people just let that go and and mm-hmm. just let it go and forgive yeah. her and don't make a big freaking deal out of this. Not because she's special, because she's Barbara Streisand, just because she's human and humans yeah. make mistakes. And those mistakes are necessary in order for us to grow so we can get mad at someone for what they said or what they did or whatever but 
those things that they do, those things that happen are part of their human experience. And that's what we're here for. Well, you know, I, I heard about that too. And, you know, being an observer of, of uh, uh, human behavior, I find it fascinating. And, and um, I remember back when, now we're going back a few years, everybody, so just be patient. Uh, when I was a kid, um, you know, I had a, a very abusive childhood, which is another story we won't get into right now. But I remember uh, as a child being abused, which we won't talk about right now, maybe another time. But it was a very abusive uh, childhood and as I was growing up, I learned very uh, firmly that you keep your mouth shut, you don't talk about it, um, it's going to happen again with all likelihood, and there, there's nothing you can do about it. And um, I learned that, so I kept my mouth shut for the most part. There was no recourse for a victim the authorities uh, protected this person. There were no uh, books or psychologists out there talking about uh, sexual abuse victims. There was nowhere to go, nowhere to hide, and no one to help. So we, we are beginning to come out of that paradigm. A group of people who have been through necessity, uh, silent. We've been silent at, because there was nobody to help us. So I think that what's happening is that we're seeing the pendulum swing from that extreme to the other, where people who uh, have been abused are now able to, uh, you know, talk about what happened to them and they get acceptance and they get help. Yes. And until they can uh, come to terms with it and do some healing, they're going to be overly sensitive and very angry. And I think that we're seeing that pendulum swinging to the opposite pole now. And given time, it will all even out. We're in a paradigm shift now where before uh, my story was a non-story right and we had to disappear into the woodwork and just stay quiet um and now everybody just about has some kind of a story it's incredible how prevalent uh childhood sexual abuse is right and so now everybody practically has some kind of a story and it can be very overwhelming. And when all of a sudden you find that your, your story and your voice is now acceptable, well, it's liberating to speak out about it. Yes. And acting out of that anger when you point the finger and say, yeah, you shouldn't have done this, da-da-da-da-da, and you're acting out of that pent-up anger, well, you know what? I understand that. I get it. So I think what we have to do is just wait for the pendulum to, to start coming back towards center so that we can, in the meantime, build a new paradigm right. where 
abused people are cared for and there's healing available to, to these people. And those people who are abusers find society a little less accepting and they <laughs> have to mind their P's and Q's. Yeah. And, and they are not going to be sanctioned any further. Right. And so maybe they're, they're going to put a lid on this stuff or maybe get some help. I don't know. But um, I understand what it's like to not be heard and walk around for decades with a gaping wound in your soul. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's really, really difficult to do this because it colors everything you do. So I think one of the things we need to do is, is have a little empathy with, with people. Right. And, you know, recognize if that person is speaking in anger, let's just send that person a blessing and some healing and do what yeah. we can do that way to promote healing because it is possible. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure um, if, because I don't know the, you and I were not in the room hearing what Barbara Streisand had to say. This was quoted out somewhere, yeah. but if, if she did in fact say exactly what she said, um, then I am absolutely certain that boy, she regrets it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is what, if what she said is true, we have to remember, you know, that that everybody is learning the new paradigm now. That's right, exactly. And we have to be a little bit patient with each other. Not that we should tolerate intolerance. Yes. Uh, but I think we need to be able to say to each other, okay, let's let's stand back a minute and understand why this boy, this man, said what he said. And why you said what you said. Let's examine it and and move on and and try something a little different. That's how you shift a paradigm. Yeah. And that's what I see happening now, and it's a good thing. We're just in the middle of that period of chaos before the paradigm fully shifts. There's always chaos, and and that's yeah. where we are. Right. Exactly. So there were a couple of things that you wanted to talk about um, from the last two shows that we did. Do you remember what those were? Well, yeah, I wanted to, um, you know, because I'm, I'm hoping to leave people with the impression that even though, uh, and I know the first show was very difficult for some people to listen to, um, I couldn't listen to it. And frankly, when I was done doing the two shows, I was really emotionally triggered for several days and I had to do a lot of self-healing. And, and I know that that probably had the same effect on, on some of the mothers out there. And um, I just I just want everyone to know that there is a path to healing here. We don't come into this life to be destroyed by the things that happen to us. I know this to be true. And right now, if you're in the middle of suffering through something uh, as horrible as losing your child, 
you may not be able to put two and two together or put two thoughts together or even get out of bed. Right. You know, and that's fine. That's normal. That's, that's very good. You do what you got to do. But just a few things and, and, you know, we'll uh, provide some other tools at another time, but uh, just a few things I would still like to suggest to everyone out there. If, if you're just starting this journey or if you've been at it, um, you know, for a while, it's still very deeply painful. And trauma and grief are emotions that are very electric. They are like uh, somebody set a, a fire in your soul, and, and it feels just that painful. And if we, if we are proactive, we can help mitigate some of that, because some of that suffering has to do with an overburdened nervous system. It's basically on fire. And and um, some of the things that, that you can do uh, to help move that energy out of you, um, very simple things. And, and I'd like everybody to really think about trying to incorporate some of these things in their life when they can. Um, don't put any pressure on yourself, but know that there is help there. One of the things that's important is movement. Uh, stress, tension, grief, trauma, all of those things can get stuck in your physical body. And one of the things that helps to move that out is physical activity. Now, if you would have said to me, okay, let's go for a walk, I would have said, uh, no. Thank you. Uh-uh, I don't want to. So what I would suggest that you do, if you can do a walk, go do a walk. Yoga is very, very good for trauma, especially restorative yoga. It is one of the kindest, most loving things you can do for yourself. And if you can find a restorative yoga teacher in your area, please make make a... a a thought in your head that you you may try it. If you don't feel up to going out to a studio around other people, go on YouTube. There's plenty of uh, yoga videos on there that you can do in the privacy of your home. Um, also be aware that if you do yoga, it can bring some emotions to the surface. Uh, don't be alarmed by that. This is your body clearing that energy. Another thing that I really do suggest is getting some energy work. Um, as someone who does that for a living, I know how valuable it is. Um, I would suggest that you find uh, an energy practitioner who has uh, uh, experience working with trauma or grief, uh, post-traumatic stress, uh, make sure, if you can, that they know how to deal with it because it's very likely that when you get on the table and you get some energy work done, again, you're going to be releasing some emotions. And your practitioner needs to understand that and be prepared for it. If you can't find an energy practitioner that you feel comfortable with, 
or you don't really want to do that kind of a thing, that's fine. You may change your mind in the future, but I suggest very strongly. It's very, very, very helpful. Again, meditation, I would very, very strongly suggest that, that you find a good guided meditation that, that deals with grief um, or strong emotions such as trauma, um, stress. You, again, can go on, on YouTube and find many that, that will be helpful. Um, doing those three things are going to help you to release what's pent up inside of you. It's not helpful to leave this stuff inside of you. Get as much of it out as you can. Right. The idea, the idea is not to let yourself be destroyed by what you can change. Hmm. And these are some things that you can do to get rid of very destructive uh, emotions that are uh, stuck in your body. And uh, you and I had talked about uh, the possibility of, of uh, me doing a guided meditation yes. that we can provide for our listeners. And I am working on that. I hope to be able to have one done uh, and ready to record uh, possibly in the next week. Wonderful. And it, it's it's a uh, I'm I'm basing it on um, a vision that came to me when I was in meditation, and it was really stunning and so so helpful, and um, so hopefully we can have that up and running uh, before too awful long. But do something, do something. Uh, I mean, you know, if if you do nothing other than you know, 10 sit-ups or lift a couple of weights, you're doing a lot to remove all of that energy from your body. Hmm. But um, this is, this is self-care. Right. You know, you can learn how to be your own healer. Uh, we all come equipped with the tools we need to be our own healer. And, and hopefully in, in future programs, we can discuss how to do that more succinctly, but this is a good start. Right. And I am still in, in the place where I cry for my son every day. Mm -hmm. I miss my child and I want my child back. And I'm really unhappy that that can't happen. I know where he is. I have spoken with him. He is in a good place. He's doing wonderful things. Um, and I'm happy for that but I'm not happy that he's not here. Hmm. So I'm still dealing with all of that. And, and I find the more work that I do on self-care, I will be able to balance those emotions a little bit better. So um, I hope that helps. Yeah, I, I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking how when you have one foot, you know, very much in in the spiritual world and but you are a human being living this human experience so your other foot is very entrenched here yeah. um we can't we really can't help it feeling sad angry 
uh, upset, like missing your son. Like you, you can't help that. That's part of being a human yeah. being. Um, if you were where he is now, you wouldn't be feeling that because that's all about love, right? Right, right. Well, you know, the all of the emotions that you just talked about that are squarely entrenched in the human experience are there for a reason. And we came here to have a human experience. And we, whether we like it or not, death is part of it. And when you experience the death of a child, of course, it is it is devastating. But as I've been going through this, I understand that I am having a human experience. There's a reason for it. All of these emotions are part of it. And I'm not going to push them away because then I will miss the gift that I know is there. And I know that sounds crazy. You know, there's a gift in, in your son's death. Well, what I believe, yes. And I intend to find it because I went to all the trouble to come here to start with and had, and I agreed to the experience that I had with my son. So I'm not going to waste it. And, and I know that the, the human experience is inherently difficult. And we didn't come here to go water skiing every day. We came here to learn things. And so knowing that, I'm going to learn from it. And hopefully what I learn from it, I can share with other people so that maybe they're not suffering needlessly. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I feel. (laughs) It does. It makes total sense. Um, We are going to suffer because that is part of the human experience. It's the, so we're not saying you know, what I, what I hear you saying is, yes, we are going to suffer. It's the needless part of suffering. It's not that suffering is needless. It isn't. It's right. needed. But there is, uh, there is a place where there is a needless part of it. And that's what we're talking about here uh, is the. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's yep. exactly right. And, and, you know, I don't know that, that I know I was never taught that there is an aspect to suffering that really is needless but it's true and and you know i mean i can i can remember way back when um you know something fairly insignificant would happen and you know the house would be filled with you know, wailing and the gnashing of teeth. And I remember as a kid standing back thinking, why are you doing that? It's not that bad. And and just like, do you like this? What are you doing? You don't have to be this crazy right now. Deal with what you got. But turning it into like this melodrama is not necessary. And I'm not suggesting that that people do that on purpose. What I'm saying is that we've been taught that high emotion and and you know wailing and crying and moaning that's part of 
suffering. It doesn't have to be. We can learn from it, but we don't have to let it destroy us inside. And and that's a fine art. I have to tell you, it is a fine art. So hopefully as we go along and we get some tools that that um, uh, that we can use, we'll be able to gain from the experiences that truly are difficult and take away from them what we're supposed to take away and not a lot of other stuff that's not necessary. You know, I, I know of a woman who lost her child 10 years ago and she still talks about it as if it was yesterday. And that's what I mean. That's not necessary. We can live our lives. We will never, ever get over the fact that our child is gone. I know I will. will never until I leave here. Right. But I'm, I can learn how to live my life around that hole in my heart. Hmm. And, and I think that's, that's important. So we'll do what we can. We'll do what we can. And I'm excited that, uh, cause as you were talking about the meditations and listeners, this has been something that's been in the works for a while um, with Martha and I, the planning, <laughs> and though we said <laughs> there's no plan, there is a plan. I was going to say planning. <laughs> cause there always, cause there is a plan. Uh, we've been wanting to do the meditation piece. So I love it that you said, you know, go find meditations that will help. And I was thinking, as you said that, and you'll be able to come here to get those meditations listeners. Um, and I, I hope that you love them as much as I do. Martha's meditations have made a profound impact on my life. Just knowing her has made it. I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I am capable of doing right now uh, with this network and all the stuff that's coming in that is so incredibly amazing right, right now. And that continues to just be even more and more and more incredible and amazing. I wouldn't be able to have the room to receive all of these great things if I hadn't gone to Martha and um, I wouldn't have had the room to receive all of this st wonderful stuff that's going on if I hadn't gone to you and you moved around my energy helped me move it around and release a lot of stuff that I've been carrying around for a long long time so what I why I want to do this and have these meditations here is you know, you guys listen. Thank you for doing that. I want this to be a, a place where the things that have worked for me, maybe they'll work for you too. Well, first of all, thank you, Kristen. You're, you're so kind uh, to say those lovely things. Um, the only thing that I do is help people to find who they really are. And, and that's what you're doing. And, and, I just help you or whoever comes my way to, to know that you came into this life with tools already on board to do what you need to do while you're here. All I do is help you unpack them and, and learn how to use them and see things from a different vantage point. Um, you know, this, this life can be either very punishing 
or it can be a practice in being extraordinary. We're here to find out that we are extraordinary. And we're helping each other do that. We, we, we give each other encouragement and say, okay, wait a minute. No, you're, let's look at it from a different point of view. You're having a tough day and yuck, it feels bad. But what is this tough day trying to tell you? You know, let's take a tough day and turn it into something that's going to work for us and work for our greater purpose. That's, that's all I do. You know, let's look at things differently. Let's give it a new meaning. And that's perfectly okay. So it, it would be my privilege to be able to share all of that with your listeners, uh, whoever finds it helpful. That's great. Um, if, if it isn't helpful, then just move on to something else and you'll find your way. Right. So, um, you know, I find that, that these meditations are very interactive and they're very vivid. And in that way, they really do take you on a healing journey. So we will be doing yeah. one. Um, the first one that I have in mind, I'm refining it. And I'm, I'm, I'm using it on friends who are guinea pigs and they're very cool about it. It's primarily for uh, mothers who've lost children. And, and this has been an incredible source of strength for me personally. And, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what other, what other uh, meditations might work for us. I'm excited. I am too. I'm excited too. So <laughs> listeners keep tuning in. Uh, you know, whenever you see that this is a Martha show, you guys know how to find it. I think you, you got it now when you're looking at my shows on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, whatever app you're using, I purposely make the titles with regular co-hosts um, stand out so that, you know, if you only really like the Martha shows, then you can choose to only grab that one or, you know, whatever. I do that on purpose. So we'll come up with a way for you to know which ones are meditations um, so that you see that easily. And, um, and, and also, full disclosure, I'm also doing this because I need them, and um, <laughs> I want to have my hands on them and available access for me whenever the heck I want them. So uh, a way to make that happen was to say, Martha, will you come and record them here on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one of the reasons why I love you so much, Kristen. Honestly, I, I, okay, we'll do this. If if for no other reason, so that you can have them, that's enough for me. That makes me that makes me very very happy because I want to support you and the work you do, and and in any way I can. So that's perfectly valid, and I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming back on and we'll be back here again in a couple weeks. Listeners, um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mental Health News Radio. I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not 
stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous. And they're just good people. And also mygenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. And lastly, copenotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. Or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all, we promised we'd be cordial. Sometimes in you, I can fight it. Good boy.